All right. Welcome back to Soup TV. Uh, tonight's episode, Brandon and myself. What's We're going, going on, everybody? Right on. We're gonna, we're gonna do a little preliminary breakdown, talk of the postponement, cancellation, delay, or non-decision that has been made with college football on this Monday evening. Mm-hmm. Brandon, what do you know? What have you heard? What do you care? So I think so far the only conference to come out and officially cancel is the Mountain West, I believe. Um, is that true? Yeah, Mountain West is done. Officially. Yeah, you've got, you know, you've got other small conferences, a couple others that have, that have made the, you know, right, right. Like UConn, so, you Idaho, who's saying they're not playing, you know, I, I don't want to use the term irrelevant teams, but, you know, right now they, they're really not going to yeah. <laughs> push the needle. As I mean, we can call it what it is. They're not competing for a national championship, so we right. call it what it is. But it, it seems that the big boys are about to start following suit with, Apparently, the Big Ten is supposed to announce sometime tomorrow, and possibly the Pac-10 as well, Pac-12 as well. So, right. I'm, 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 I'm a bit surprised because I felt that their testing methods were going well. I, I, I'm curious to know what it is exactly about the COVID-19 situation that's the holdup for college football, or what they're Concern well, is well, well now they're the, the new pop up is the whole mitio 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 car car the heart enlargement something that has been around forever that you know is affected with every other type of flu cold COVID type of ailment that's been around you know people are saying well you know we don't want the next hand gathers. Nobody does, but it's like it's almost like they're looking for the new thing to to incorporate a why. Right, right, and and I, like I said, I thought the procedures were going well. I was a, I was already an advocate for playing in the spring, but as I saw things start to come together for the fall, I was on board with it. And the players want to play; they feel safe. If they feel safe enough to play, I feel like it should go on. But what do you think, Mark? So here's what what's funny. So. You know, like you were saying, there's a vote that's going to be tomorrow. The <clears throat> has, you know, pretty much come out and said, you know, we're moving forward. Um, the, the big hullabaloo is the, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are, are supposed to be the ones who are going to fall on the sword, so to speak, and, 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 and call it quits. But that was, you know, what we heard this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Big Ten was supposed to be the first conference to say, we're, we're canceling. It turned out that wasn't the case. They haven't even had a vote yet. Now, right, a lot of discussion going on. Um, same thing with the Pac-12. Apparently, there's a doctor from Utah. Um, let me see if I can pull this up so I can talk about it. Which is, before you even get into it, that's funny because Utah is one of the states on the West Coast that's pretty open right now. Well, ironically, you know, I, and I asked, before I even get into this, I asked if high school football in Utah is still on schedule to start this month and the answer i received was yes however <laughs> with that being said um you know there's but there was a report out that the pac-12 presidents were expected to uh you know significantly delay but not necessarily outright cancel the fall season um, in a meeting tomorrow um, and i guess there was an interview on a local espn radio in utah uh, with the utah youths and utah jazz team doctor his name is dave patrone 
uh, who shared a synopsis on, on a report that he and his colleagues, uh, I guess, have been sharing um, with the campus leaders. Um, and there's an interview that's linked um, to the ESPN site, and you can we'll make sure you can see that on the USC Scoop site. Uh, but basically, the document uh, is going to contain criteria needed to move forward with competition, Patron said. Two things we really look at, COVID daily new cases per 100,000 in the community and the percent of positive tests in the community. For instance, in Utah, the percent positive tests right now is about 9 to 10 percent, and that would put us in the red category. Anything over 7.5 percent of positive tests in the red and the recommendation, if it was that high, would be to do frequent testing as frequently as daily. Uh, so if those positive tests move down to the five to seven and a half percent range, then the testing might be every other day. So that's a protocol that they're talking about. Now, um, what's interesting, this is coming from a doctor in Utah who's making those recommendations to the Pac-12. Meanwhile, high school football in Utah is going to move forward, even though they're considered a red zone right now. My Sorry. phone is about to die. Let me get my charger real quick, Mark. Go for it. Sorry. No worries. So again, um, it's easy to understand why people get, you know, a little bit angry, confused. Who should we be listening to? You know, these types of things, um, it's, it's hard to stay on the same page or for everybody to, to want to be on the same page, I guess. No, most definitely. And I think that's what the biggest hang up with all this is, is being on the same page, whether it be the schools, the players at one point in time, you know, the government, society. Nobody's really on the same page when it comes to this whole new situation. Right. So the doctor goes on, quote, at this point, we don't recommend any contact practices, end quote, Patron said later in the interview. What we would be required to really bring football forward is you have to make sure it's, it is controlled within the school and the community at large. You'll need access to a complete cardiac evaluation. I know you're aware cardiac issues are really come to the forefront right now. Each school needs at least to be, uh, needs to be able to at least test something called troponin uh, which, is, uh, which is a breakdown product of the heart um, to be able to do an EKG, an echocardiogram, as well as an MRI of the heart. So, you know, basically, I think what the doctor's trying to say, you know, long story short, let's just, let's not call the season off, let's suspend things. Let's right, delay, right. let's get our protocols in place. And I have so, no problem with that. Me either, you know, and, and that should be, that should be the, the MO right now. Everybody's right. in a rush to say, let's play or not play. Great. If we need to pause, slow it down, let's do it. So this would be the timeline. August 11th, I guess, you know, tomorrow, let's suspend mm -hmm. football. Oct uh, September 28th, camps can start again. October 24th uh, would be the season opener, and we would have an eight-game season, and then December 19th would be a title game. That's a proposal that's going to be put forward. I guess for a vote as well tomorrow with the Pac-12. So um, we'll see what comes of that. You know, right. we, you know, it's it's outside the box thinking. It's not a straight. Let's just 
you know, watch my, here comes my language. Let's just fucking flush it down the toilet and start over again. Right. And I, I think just extending this quote unquote dead period for football it yeah. is what's needed to gain more knowledge, do a little more research. Now you've had the kids on campus. Um, this gives them the ability to keep them on campus right. because it, it's not canceled. It's prolonged a little bit. And it gives them the, the, the opportunity to probably review some of those test results and some of the numbers that they've gotten from these campuses and really go towards making an educated decision on what to do uh, as far as the upcoming football year. But I mean, I, I think that, I think October is a reasonable goal, the end of October. I would hope um, that they will remain flexible in order to really, you know, cover all their bases if they are concerned about the well-being of these athletes and coaches and, you know, uh, referees and everybody associated with the game. But canceling it all together just doesn't make sense to me. No. Um, you you, you kind of – you sell yourself short that way. You don't even give yourself the opportunity to really, you know, um, come up with a plan. Because have they given themselves an opportunity to come up with a plan? It was just kind of like, hey, you guys – the states are saying this, figure it out. And, and that's what's so funny, you know, for the last, what, six months now? Right. We know they're not sitting around twiddling their thumbs. We know they've been thinking this stuff. But, mm -hmm. you know, has it, been, has it been that much of a challenge to actually implement, you know, and, and, and have a plan and a backup plan and a plan C? I at mean, least an attempt at it. I, I don't even feel like we've seen an attempt at a plan. Uh, we've seen an attempt at, hey, when do you think we can start? But that was really it. There was no – there were no real guidelines. Um, and I don't expect that from the NCAA, maybe, you know, on a conference-to-conference -conference basis. But it just seems like n nobody going into this ever well, had any real plan. You get into each geographical footprint. You've got – California has their own guidelines. Right. Oregon has theirs. Washington has theirs. They tend to be in alignment of being as draconian and, believe it or not, as conservative as possible with the health and welfare. Mm -hmm. But then you've got the other side, which, you know, obviously tends to be a little bit looser. Utah and the Arizonas, where they're looking at things a little bit more liberally and things are more open. Right. So things are so ass backwards right now. And it's these convoluted rules that, you know what, if, if the L.A. schools can't even do something because the county can't get their numbers right, and Oregon has their numbers, and Utah has their numbers, again, it, it's such a convoluted mess that for the last six months, you know, I've been asking why. People are questioning why I ask why. And this is why. It's yeah. because nobody's on the same page. Yeah, you, you're not asking. Your, your whys aren't coming from a place of skepticism. They're coming from a place of curiosity. I want to know why. I'm curious to know why this is going on. If you could give me a good explanation for it, whether I agree with it or not, hey, at least I know why now. Right. So, but. Um, yeah, I mean, for the players, literally, are they're, they're the driving force right now. Right. You know, and, and my thing is, okay, so the players are isolated. Yes, they're on campus. The majority of these campuses are That's where they belong. Right. Exactly. Exactly. They're isolated. So you, we, there has to be an exception to the rule as far as 
L.A. County's numbers are here, but these USC players aren't out in the world of L.A. County. They're here on campus, isolated, in their own abbreviated bubble. You know what I'm saying? And I, I felt like if colleges were able to keep these kids on campus and in their own small abbreviated bubbles and, you know, do the testing every two to three days, then this will be successful. So I just I'm, – I'm curious to see where the – outside of, you know – this new health concern that they're bringing to the table, you know, there has to be more to it than just that because we've taken brain injuries have always been a major concern in, in football and it hasn't stopped us from playing before no. with that. No. So along with a number of other injuries and ailments that players acquire. So I just, it's gotta be more to it than that. Do you think it could be a money thing? Of course it's a money thing. That's all it is. Well, as far as the cancellation part, though, do you think if they cancel, it's because they don't think that they're going to make the profits that they would if they played? Look, there's there's no doubt they they need the money, and they yeah. can they can kick the can down the road as far as they want and, and say you know we're just going to put and play in the spring. Well, COVID is still going to be around in the spring. Yeah. So you know, all of a sudden now you're going to you're going to now use the fall to come up with a plan. It, again, it. it uh, I, I think if they delay to the spring, they're just hoping for uh, a vaccine to be out by then, pretty much. That's what they're telling us. We're keeping our fingers crossed that a vaccine will be ready and then everything will turn back to normal. And we won't have to have a plan for the COVID situation. We'll go back to normal life in football. But then you've thrown everything off kilter with the spring season. So, Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, not only do you have the spring season, but you've got, you know, the recruits. You got mm -hmm. you got the roster management. There's been no declaration on eligibility for, for oh, man, I, It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. So if, if you're not even thinking that far ahead, let's see what we can do this fall. Yeah, you, you're almost kind of put in a position where you have to have a a season go on before December because you're going to put a lot of families in positions where they have to make decisions, you know, and some of these kids will make decisions not knowing for sure if they're going to have a shot at the NFL, not based on their true skill level, but just because I didn't get a chance to put enough film out there, but I couldn't take the risk of getting injured in the spring and not having a chance at all. Well, getting back to what I was saying. So, you know, at first, you almost had the, the We Are United groups and literally almost kill the college football season because right. the message wasn't getting out the right way. All, and then all of a sudden, the next group came back, We Want to Play, in conjunction with We Are United, and it was a much, a much better approach. The message was delivered the right way. And ironically, it's now the players who are the driving force to actually save college football season and that's the sad part about this whole thing is that you know you touched on it there's no leadership at the conference level mm -hmm. um, each school is doing what they can do what they want to do what they think is in the best interest you know for the safety and the health of their of their players but the conferences you know they're each doing their own thing they each have their own agenda so this is where we're at you know 
trying, the, the decision makers are, are trying to do what's best. They're gonna try and please everybody. And you know what happens when you try and please everybody, you can't. Uh, and now, you know, the players are, are doing whatever they can to make sure their voices are being heard and, and props to them. You know, unfortunately the bottom line is it, it, this is all about politics. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if you noticed, <clears throat> Uh, there was the in California one of the um, health directors resigned, and because the numbers are just so fudged in the hundreds of thousands, um, and they don't know if it was underreported or overreported. Now imagine if these numbers have been overreported in the six figures. How does that just change the whole freaking narrative to everything and how we're looking at things? Right, right. So again, it comes back to the why. Um, so again, I, we're gonna, I guess tomorrow, the Big 12, excuse me, the Big, the Big 10, the Pac-12, they're having meetings. Um, the ACC pretty much said they're moving forward. The SEC, I think, is willing to do what's right. They'll delay, they're not gonna cancel. And I, I think that's probably what's going to come out of these meetings. You know, um, have you heard what um, Nebraska's coach said in his presser today? I, I saw a little blurb, something on social media. He's ready to. He, he's ready to go. He wants yeah. to jump conference. I think is is that what you're referring to? Yes, yes. He he didn't come out and say we'll leave the conference, but he said we're willing to do whatever we have to do to play this fall. Yeah, I think I saw somebody from the Big 12 make the overture, come on home. <laughs> Open arms, let's renew what, the rivalries. What, what would that do? I mean, you, you opening the floodgates now. You opening the floodgates now. What if other schools like Oregon want to change conferences? Is it a temporary thing? How do you come back home? You know, you just, you, you betrayed us to, you, you broke what we wanted to do to go do what you wanted to do. And I understand it from everybody's perspective. No, I take that back. I don't understand it from the conference perspective, but I understand it from the individual school per perspective. Um, if you feel you've been doing a great job, you know, taking care of the health and welfare of your staff and your players, and you deserve to play and everybody is, is a willing participant, then, yeah, you're going to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, look, I, I don't want to come across as a, um, I just want to see football regardless of, of, of the repercussions. That's, mm -hmm. that's not my message. I, I'm all about doing it the right way. Uh, but I'm also, you know what? I'm also not the type of guy who just says it, it's, it's one way or the other. Let's right. take right. our time. And, and, and I'm with look you on that. Look at the numbers again. Let, let's, you know, Let's look at the tests that we're doing on each of these campuses. Exactly. It's like you said, you know, if they cancel the season, now you got to send everybody home. Yeah. I think you wrote that, didn't you? Yeah, you wrote that in your article today. And um, I thought that that was very impactful because that was the big issue when it all first started. They had to send kids home and it, it, they lost accountability in some senses of, you know, their nutrition, their workouts. I mean, let's be honest. I get it. These these young men are students first, but they are still an an investment in their athletic ability from these institutions. 
and they want to take care of their investments. You know what I mean? Um, I think the best way to do that, I think, I think the best thing all around is to keep these kids on campus. Well, not only, yeah, not only that. Now, let's just, you know, we can talk about the other social aspects of things. You know, when we were that age, you know, we are, we are social creatures. All we want to mm-hmm. do is be around our peers. We didn't want to hang around our parents. That's the last place we wanted to be. This right. is our time to kind of explore who we are. And when you start retarding that growth by forcing them to stay inside and social learn and distance, you're, you're creating bigger issues. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think these issues are even being addressed. And if they are, they're being pushed aside because COVID is more important. Right. The long term, but in the big picture, are, what yeah, you're, what you're saying term, is there be, are some issues we got to be looking at here. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's another reason why I think it's important for, you know, high school and for college, for student athletes to be together. Um, that's where they're going to be safe. Mm-hmm. And by, by, by these arbitrary decisions and rules saying yes, no, maybe, kind of, you know, these guys haven't been around, you know, just at the high school level, you know, they stopped going to school in the spring. Now they're not going to be going to school again in the fall. Man, I'm not a parent. You are. Have you been noticing a difference in, in your kids? Um, in my household, I, I, because we have, you know, a number of kids and uh, they, you know, our neighborhood, they have a few friends around, but they definitely... My daughter especially has been itching to go back to school, but I have noticed amongst the high school crowd that I see, especially the athletes on uh, social media that I follow out here in Las Vegas or I see out training, um, they're athletically, these kids, parents, and kids of all ages are doing whatever they can to have some type of football in their lives. Um, So, Right now, we're doing, me and my cousin are doing a little bit of training with a few athletes uh, on a jug machine, helping them get their hands, uh, you know, right. And we were at a park the other day, and they had a camp from, I think the age range was probably about 5 to 12, and it had to be at least 250 kids there. Wow. So, yeah, and um, they, from what I've seen, youth sports, they're still taking registration for that, which is crazy to me. But um, it, 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 it's strange. Everybody is, there's no real, nobody really knows how to handle any of this. I just, I don't see how you can let seven-year-olds play football, but not people in a controlled environment in college football. It's, it, I don't get it. Well, yeah, you know, like I said in the beginning, you know, if high school football in Utah is going to commence on schedule this month, yeah. and you've got the doctor of the Utah Jazz and the Utah Utes, Making recommendations for the conference. I don't know. Yeah, it, it just it, it's not making sense. It's but I, these high school athletes, these these high school athletes of all sports, basketball, football, athletes of all ages, they they can't wait to get back on the court, on the field, whatever it is. They want as much action as they can because you know they've been stuck in the house for the most part. You know, parks are, aren't aren't open all the way. They still don't have any hoops up on the basketball courts out here. So where are these kids supposed to get all this energy off at? 
you know? So, yeah. Yeah. And, and with, with the social aspect as well, that just, I think that's, that, that fills that void. Sports does, you know? It allows them to get together, to, 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 to be around each other in, a, in an environment where they can kind of let loose a little bit, you know? Yeah, I'm just saying there, there's, more, there, there's so much learning to do face-to-face outside of a book that has nothing to do with arithmetic and English and social mm-hmm. studies. It's just a matter of, you know, learning life in a social environment and not like you and I are communicating right now. Yeah. And this is becoming too natural and it, it's not right. So um, I know I, I'm, I'm very conflicted that I have to spend, you know, the first portion of my son's kindergarten school year sitting next to him yeah, that's while just, he's on a Zoom conference. Like, that's not how it's supposed to be. Yeah, and so, like I said, when you're when you're doing this at these, you know, 16, 17, 18 year old, this is a really, this is a, this is a really difficult time of life for to grow up, you know, yeah. in any generation, you know, when you're in that age, you don't know who you are, and you're trying to find yourself, and you're now trying to do it by yourself, and now right. they're, you know, if you're a football player, and they take that away from you, you're taking away part of your your DNA in, in, I don't know, man, you, you got to give them, you got to let them be together. If they're not going to play the season, that's fine. Keep them together though. Give right. them that, 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 that growing experience. Right. Uh, so it, it's more than just putting on the helmet. Right. Well, we'll, 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 we'll definitely know more tomorrow. Hopefully the Pac-12 is on the, you know, just, pump the brakes page a little bit more than they are chopping it all the way out page. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, you know, if anything, you know, hopefully uh, we'll get some more social media stuff from USC to, to, to keep us going through there. I, I don't know what else they can do. I mean, even their hands are kind of tied. Yeah. You know, because they can't do anything until the, the city or the County says, Hey, you know, the kids can work out. Yeah. Right now they're working out individually, voluntarily, you know, under a tent lifting weights. There's only yeah. so much USC can do with that. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, we just, I guess, wanted to touch base with you, kind of see what your thoughts were, you know, with the scare that came down this morning. Everybody's going to bed now, you know, fingers crossed and <laughs> hoping to wake up to uh, better news. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it, it it seemed like some of the reports were conflicting, so. Well, it was that race to be first again. Right, right. And But, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. I always say that. Where there's smoke, there's fire. It may not be a cancellation, but it's definitely going to be something. So. Well, absolutely. Look, Scott, you know, Scott Schrader from USC Scoop, he got the message that it's interesting that he actually wrote something It was uh, that was taking a different approach from my approach um, to what I wrote. He had heard something that, you know, the season's going to get canceled. Mm-hmm. I had, you know, heard from a source from USC last night um, that by the end of this week, something was going to be said. Uh, so it, this is true. Something is going to happen this week. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- now, whether or not it's going to be canceled, I, I think that initially was going to 
was going to be what was going to be released. But that whole we want to play movement got out in front just in time mm-hmm. for everybody to maybe pump the brakes a little bit. And now I think we're probably going to see a, a delay. That's my, that's my outlook on it. Now, one more note, just, just curious. Have you seen any players from any universities that have come out and said, no matter what, they're opting out this year? Oh, yeah, there's players who have definitely opted out. Okay. I, I know there's a, a, a DB from Virginia Tech who's considered a first-round draft pick. Okay, I, I saw him. He, he opted out early on, I remember. Right, that. right, right, right. More recently, the only one I've seen so recently was the young receiver from Purdue, Rondell Moore. Right. So, And I, I, I thought that was a pretty high-profile opt-out because, you know, he, he doesn't have a lot of film out there. He's a guy who, who was injured all of last year. So this season was really going to be a season to, to kind of decide where he's going to go in, in the draft. But, you know, he's got – every player's got to make a decision for themselves. He had, that, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, but he still has a couple of years of eligibility left. So. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, it, it's, for him, it's an easy decision to say, you know what, my concern is my health. I'm going to take the season off. Great. Well, uh, he said he's preparing for the 2021 draft, so he's wow. he's declaring for the NFL already. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, that, that's all I can say. If that's your decision, good luck. Yeah. But you know, like I said, tomorrow is going to be another day. You know, I'm sure everybody's going to be racing to see who can be first to say "I told you so." The uh, the woke crowd who's been hoping that no college football is going to be going on. Or, you know, the, the Tim Brandos who have finally just said, enough of this, fear-mongering, I'm starting to push back. I don't know if you saw yeah. any of his social media stuff, but he is literally fed up because he's only seeing one side of the store being pushed. Um, you know, everybody was so fast to push the we are united. Right, right. The whole, you know, we want to play. They're not quite the same fervor from the same media. Yeah. And Tim noticed that and said, hey, Let's make sure everybody's voice is being heard. Right, right on. So hopefully tomorrow we'll have a little more clarity. Hopefully tomorrow we will the clarity will be. We're just going to delay. We'll let you know <laughs> at the end of August. What yeah, we're that's what a little more clarity is better than hey the clear cut picture. There ain't no football this fall. Can you imagine saying that at the end of hoping to hear good news at the end of August is good news. At this point right now, we should be talking about who Alabama. Yeah, we should be talking about freaking playing <laughs> Alabama. Who's a starting left tackle? Who's a starting right tackle? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right now we're we're deciding, you know, who wants to play and who wants to get paid. Yep, strange year we're in. Isn't it? All right, my man. I appreciate you. Uh, thanks for having me on, Mark. Always a pleasure. To our show. I'm glad you can do it. Let me, uh, before I lose this here. So, yeah, we'll do this again soon. Okie doke. And uh, take care. Yes, sir.